Hello, how are you doing there? I'm Welcome. good. Hello there, Gary. Hello there, Henning. Welcome, Catherine. How's everybody doing, Judy? On a Tuesday evening. Nice and cold here, Gene Hudson. So how are you doing there, Kelly Joe? I'm doing good. We're expecting a storm. Um, around seven, so I got time to do the show. So that's mm. a good. Thing. I think the whole country's being hit. Yeah. So. All right. Let's try our guest here. See if he's got his audio fixed. Okay. Let's bring him in. Hello there. You got it taken care of. Yeah. I hope You're so. Hot. Much better. All right. You All can right, hear me. So okay. Introduce cool. yourself. <laughs> well, how you guys doing? It's a little rainy and uh, windy here in Tennessee tonight, um, but uh, I'm Tennessee, Kentucky Bigfoot, or Jim, and uh, well, I, nice to meet you, sir. I talked Kelly into letting me come on. I, you know, I'm a nuisance in the chat room, so uh, I figured I need to come on and at least uh, say hi to everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. I've so, always got a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna do like a little interview with you and see how you got into uh get bigfoots and how you how it came to be so can you tell the folks a little bit about that all righty uh let's see well we've been in tennessee about 30 years i'm uh I'm, I'm what you call an explorer and an adventurer i've been in the i've been in the, i was in the air force for 10 years i traveled around the world um, I got Tennessee and I run East Tennessee caves.com for a year. So I'm a big caver and I got into, uh, we're also into been painting for gold and prospecting for gold for forever. And so fishermen, everything, all kinds of, it's all outdoor stuff. And, uh, you know, like I said, we've been about 30 years and, and the, and the Bigfoot thing came up one night. The first time it came up was the first time I was out backwoods camping. I was about four miles out in Big South Fork and uh, by myself. A friend was supposed to come out, but he didn't come out, which was fine with me. Anyway, woke up in the middle of the night and something violently was shaking my tent. And that was the first time uh, I realized there's something else in the woods that could shake a tent. Uh, you know, at that time, I knew nothing about Bigfoots and stuff. Wow. And uh, yeah. And uh, that was kind of the beginning. That was probably 10 years ago, at least 10 or 15. And, uh, and then the second experience, me and my son, we was down in, uh, kind of Southeast Tennessee, uh, prospecting for gold. And, uh, we'd been down there for about a week prospecting this one Creek. And, uh, that was, the uh, uh, about the sixth night, I think it was about the sixth night we, these, these hounds were running something and, uh, and they was just, you know, I'm going to make these short, I guess that way you can kind of 
see what you think about them. But anyway, that we heard a herd of something. I don't know. It's like 10 or 15 buffalo uh, coming at us in the middle of the night. And I sat up on the side of my cot. Now, Matthew, my son, he was he was sleeping in a little metal camper outside. Anyway, we waited for this thing to go through us because it actually came in. It was a sound of feet pounding. And it was like, I was thought, I thought I was going to die. I was looking at the tent and waiting for a herd to run over us. Anyway, wow. it, uh, yeah, it came through us and it was like in my head and then it went past us. And we've always called it the ghost herd because what was that about? Cause we went out and we talked to our neighbors or there was a little uh, Airbnb and we talked to them the next morning and they came out with their guns in the middle of the night. And uh, they were trying to figure out what the, what was the commotion. We didn't know what it was, but in the middle of that, <clears throat> um, I hear, I hear we're, we're, we're 10 feet away from the Creek and I hear this, uh, tush, tush, tush coming up the Creek and it's about up to my knees and we've been prospecting all week and it's coming and it's two legged and it's jogging. And so it goes past us. Now I was still in shock from the uh, original herd that ran over us. And so, uh, that's when I, poked my head out the tent or through the screen and said, Matt, did you hear that? And he said, what about the herd? And I said, what about those two feet? That was two feet. And so I was just animate because that blew my mind. There is something that was big enough to run and had two feet. And so he's like, yeah, that was two feet. That was two feet. But what about the herd? And, but our conversation was hushed very quickly because they were still running up and down the creek. And I think Matt said they passed us, what, six times? <laughs> Seven times in the creek. Seven times. So that was a super amazing experience. We never saw nothing. You know, all my experiences have been what I've heard, but I've had a witness. That's the biggest thing. I've, I've, I, I'm not crazy because, you know, first thing I did was say, Matt, do you hear that? Because, you know, when something like that happens to you in the woods, you want, you want confirmation because you think you might be crazy. Oh, yeah. Now, mm. did the B&B people say that they heard the herd too yeah yeah they'd come out it was about what they say three or four o'clock in the morning because they had clocks we were in, we were camping but i think they come out about three or four and they came out with their guns and they were like what was that and we're like i don't know that's why we, we went and checked the tracks i'll put more details in the story because it's a it's a long story because we had about a 20 30 minute experience wow. but they was a uh, i heard one time the dog i heard him kick one of the dogs mm -hmm. you could hear the dog go mm -hmm. And it went quiet and, and it was up Creek at this time. And then just a little bit later, I hear the dog down Creek. So it had kicked it, picked it up, held its mouth shut and moved it down Creek. So that was one of the, hmm? the big foot did that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It actually, yeah. We heard it kick it and it go, you heard the dog go, Oop! a kind of a bark Oop! at the same time. And uh, it went quiet. And, uh, and we didn't know what it was, but later on we figured it out because it had went down. It, it now it started barking down the creek. It was the lead dog. There was three dogs, and I believe they were playing with them. That's what that's what my opinion is. They were playing with these hounds, running up and down the creek, having fun. Um, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to think. That was kind of the big parts of that. Yeah. But like I said, he could. Matt's. He's got the detail. He's got like photographic memory. I don't. I, I just remember the main thing to me was this, this two-legged thing going douche, douche, douche. 
coming up the creek and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to it. And I just cannot believe I'm hearing this and it runs past us and we're 10 feet from the creek. So that was, uh, yeah, that was, uh, um, you know, like I said, that was Southeast Tennessee. And, um, and then the big one was about three years ago, three or four years ago. This is when we kind of got our PT, our real PTSD. Can we talk about the Lennon's crew? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. But someone should talk about some of it. Now, we had been up to Big Up, went up to Kentucky, up near Stearns, and that Kentucky borderline, I know everybody likes the LBL, that whole Kentucky, Tennessee borderline is hot. I don't care if anybody says that place is hot. It's all that wooded area. You have to tell the folks what LBL means, please. Oh, okay. The land between the lakes, uh, I think it's where, uh, you know, Grizzly's going and everybody. That's that's one of the favorite spots. That's kind of that's what north. That's west, yeah, northwest Tennessee in that area up there. But um, but we were up near Stearns, up near. We were down in the Kentucky. We we had uh, me and me and the wife and drove out and we found a place I thought would be really squatchy, and I was kind of like at a squat. uh, I was like a Bigfoot hunter, you know, kind of like this be cool. So we took a bunch of trail cams out. And that's when we got in trouble because me and Matt took some trail cams out. And when we, when we were taking them out, me and him split this one Creek and he went left and I went right. And I had the Ubi jubies, you know, and I've only had it twice the night that I think shook my tent. I had the EBGBs. And then that time we, I had the EBGB. So we put trail cams out and we came back and I met back up with Matt and I just felt like something was watching me. And I think that's what one of the, one of the things that, made something in the woods mad at us when we put trail camps out. So that night we had set up a tent and we would set up on, we were back woods, uh, back on a trail and we'd set up and I got up about two or three in the morning to go, go out and pee. And I was standing there peeing and I got the EBGBs. And so I turned around to, to face it, even though I was still peeing, I was like, you know, I don't know. But on the table, there was a, a hunting knife, and I picked it up, and I was in the military, and I picked it up when I was in Turkey, and I was admiring how it fit my hand. And uh, and I held it up into the darkness because it was pitch dark and pitch quiet, and I thought to myself, you know, don't mess with us. And I think I provoked something when I did that because it was just a thought, but I was still like, don't mess with us, you know, kind of thinking. And so I was going back into the tent, and I saw red eyes and I kind of looked to the left, looked to the right, look up and down. And I could see that whatever was looking at me was in a bush. And so I thought raccoon deer. I had a red, I had a red headlight led light. So, oh, okay. you know, so it could have reflected any color, I guess. And so I got ready to get back in the tent and, uh, and I told Matt jokingly, there's something out there, red eyes watching us. And he didn't care. I didn't care. And, uh, we lay down and it wasn't, I don't know, it was no time. And I heard this sound like trees above us were shaking, like they were just something was very, very, very angry. Matt swears up and down they were knocking the trees above us. That's the only way I remember it. I remember the knock before. I remember the brushes. Yeah. The trees shaking. I remember the knock before the trees shaking. Yeah. Well, so, they say that they knock. Yeah, well, I think they were up there in the trees, shaking the trees and pulling trees together and banging them above our heads. So that's how loud it was. It was like a, it was either that or it was a very bad windstorm just above our head. Like there was something that had wings and it was really being 
up in the trees. And uh, so Matt, I mean, both of us were really, we were too far backwoods to get out. Of course, I went into how are we going to get out of this? How did I get in another nightmare? How did I get him into another movie, nightmare movie that, you know, I'm not, I'm not interested in, I've been, I've been prospecting and been in the woods all my life. And these, these, this is totally new stuff for us. And uh, so control my breath, make breathing, make sure my heart didn't go up through my, you know, you know, trying to keep my heart under control and breathe. And cause we couldn't talk. It was, it stopped and it went pitch quiet. You couldn't even hear the river, which was a little ways away, but still you couldn't hear nothing. It would pitch dark and pitch dark, pitch, pitch quiet and pitch dark. And, um, so did the sound go away? Yeah. It just stopped. Wow. And it went pitch quiet. <laughs> and, um, I don't know what that was, but then what happened was, I calmed down. I'd got my breathing under control and I was expecting something to jump as I had a headlight in my right hand. And I thought if it jumps, at least I'm going to see it. I didn't have a gun or anything. He had a, he had a little 22 pistol. That he keeps, that's all he had. He had a little 22 pistol. And, uh, cause we was not, you know, we were not familiar with monsters in the woods at all in my life. I've never, I've never run anything I was afraid of. Um, but then what happened was as we were laying there, I just finally got my breathing under control. There was this digital beep, 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 modem cricket thing that floats past us going beep, 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 I don't know. Right. So I'm, I'm, what was that? Uh, yeah, we don't, we, like I said, we, we don't know. I mean, I was already trying not to have a heart attack from something above my trees. And now I've got something It floated past us. And when it went past us, it went down to where, where I was peeing, but which, and, and where the knife was. And it picked the, you heard, Matthew heard the knife go ting when it laid it back down into the pan. Into the pan. It was in a metal pan and it, it, it set it back down in the pan. So, you know, now I'm having a heart attack again, you know, and Matt's, he'll tell you, it was the most horrifying experience we've ever had, you know. Right up to the tree shake, there was nothing coming down. Yeah, there it was, was nothing. silent. There was nothing. It went silent. So we were just, I was, my adrenaline was thinking, I got to fight. And then I remember it was just wearing me out. And I'm like, I've got to relax. I'm going to kill myself with adrenaline. I'm going to run out of my energy. I'm not going to be able to fight. So I was like, you got to calm down, you know. And so, and just wait. Because, you know, in my mind, I was, how do we get out of here back to back? How can we do this? How can we do this? I was, my mind was just racing, trying to figure out how to get out of here. We were too, we were, we were, it's a really rocky area and you can't get, you can hardly get into the area during the daytime. So I knew we couldn't go out at night because it's just, you couldn't navigate it really. And uh, so as we're absorbing that, there was this, uh, later on, we hear this big boom like a big boulder but I've, t- I've talked to you and i've talked to other readers and what it was was this is what we figured out was the giant there was a giant that jumped boom and he landed and in about seven steps we heard this thing go coming down the mountain going douche 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 how many steps was it matthew remembers the exact numbers but you four could steps four different times four steps four different times so it you can hear it coming down the mountain i was like that's the fastest thing i ever heard of because i mean it it, it come down he came down the mountain now what he did was he came up behind this one tree and uh 
and at that time, Matt, uh, I think uh, you had to, you, I, I, I was laying down. I think Matt heard it and he pulled his gun out and he had, he, well, he kept his gun here on his chest, but he, he pulled it. He said, he, he said right before you felt if like it, it. If it was far enough away for me to tell dad that I'm about to fire this gun in a very quiet voice. And then on its last two steps where it's like far enough away where I could finish my conversation with dad. If it took one more step, I was going to pull the hammer back one click and see how it would, re how it would react. Well, it never took that one extra step for me to pull back the hammer one click. So I just sat there waiting for it to take one more step or another noise somewhere. Wow. That's why I have the gun fully ready. And that one click would have made a sound. I mean, that that's it's so quiet in the woods. Whenever you do the slightest movement, that is the most loudest thing you can hear at night when it's that quiet. So it's uh, kind of trippy at the time. Yeah. So he was. Uh, so what was going through your all's mind when all this was going down? Yeah. Um, fight or flight. Fight or flight. Yeah, definitely. Um, we knew we couldn't get out. Um, I didn't pray. I normally, you know, I'm like, I don't know what was going on. I should have. You know, you think now they go, well, dude, are you stupid? <laughs> I didn't pray. I, you know, I think now, like, why didn't you pray? I uh, I was trying to control my breathing. I know Matt would tell you that he stopped breathing. He's like, dude, I think he think he's, I think he stopped his own heart. Yeah, because we were so scared. We were that they, we were that panicked. What we were time of the night did this happen? And I bet you couldn't wait for sunrise. That's yeah, no yeah. Well, it was uh, like I said when that thing came running down. You heard him coming down the mountain, and, he, and then that went off. Uh, we woke up, I don't know, a little time later. I don't even know what time it was, but it was starting to get daylight. And there was this mad woodpecker. I've never heard of a woodpecker raise hail. Now, this woodpecker, some readers say that it 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 was what the, the giant followed away to leave the place. But he had come down to help us from whatever was harassing us, as according to some of the other people that have you know tried to help us understand what happened that night. Um, and so that was the morning that we realized we, had, I was, I was alive. We're still alive because it never did jump us. I, I it, we, it, we thought, I thought, well, if it jumps, I'm going to fight. So I had my light and I would kind of fall asleep every once in a while. I hear myself kind of snore or something and I would wake up and, you know, and, and still clenching that light waiting for it. I figured it was going to jump us. Wow. I figured it was going to, you know, jump on the tent at any time and uh, so after that we we was up probably the next week because i'm not going to be running out of the woods but we were loaded with weapons we went back up and we didn't go back to that spot i've never slept on that spot again and if anybody wants that spot i'll tell you where it's at because i won't go there <laughs> but anyway um we went back up and we did sleep in a tent, but we were, we looked like the military. We had weapons between our two cots out in the tent. We were loaded. Um, and so we went up and then things kind of, I've got, I've got about, I don't know, about three years of videos where we process that we went through. We went through a process of uh, uh, gifting and uh, we've got, a, I've got a big bottle of uh, 
you can get that bottle. Yeah, I got a big, I got a bottle of bourbon from the supposedly from the giant as a gift. Now we we uh, so we were going out that. and gifting, huh? Walk us through the gifting part. Okay. Yes. Sure. Yeah, he wants to show you his bottle of uh. Yeah, this was this was left for us out in the middle of the woods, and it's a bottle of bourbon Maker's Mark, and the label is dry. And we had gifted one night, and, and we're talking. We, we, we hike a mile into Tennessee out of Kentucky to get to our location. It's actually in Tennessee, but I have to go through Kentucky to get to it. That's okay. And, um, so, and so what are, what are the gifts for? Um, well, at the time, we didn't know anything about Bigfoots and stuff. I wasn't following up one. I, I wasn't following people's advice. I was going by my own intuition. And so we were taking out apples and stuff because we know that there's someone out there. And we knew that we know that we knew that there's something out there with intelligence, and so we were putting out apples and we were putting out uh, um, pictures. We draw a picture, like we I drew us picture. I mean, we I got I got tons of video on, but we I'll give you examples. I drew a picture and it had a, had a moon on it, and they fold the moon out, and then we had this one picture. I mean, this is things that they would do. Who folds paper? You know what? What raccoons fold paper? But anyway, they would take gifts, take apples. And uh, we've got all these different things where uh, they would do things with the uh, kind of communicate through paper because we just draw different pictures. Um, and That's they would. Neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I don't know. We were we were talking to forest people. I believe we were. I believe the giant was one that gave us the bottle from what we've got. Um, um, but the amount of gifting we did and the amount of things they would they would they were communicating um trying to think oh, we had this one piece of paper what was it that you had um a bigfoot and a human side by side well the oh. one that smelled oh that was the bigfoot face drawing that you did yeah we had one and we went up there the next morning we'd put it out that night we used to do one night up and then because we're in knoxville so we could run up there and do it one night and we had put this one piece of paper out and the next day matt smells it and he goes, holy crap, smells like dirty dog. And I've got the video, you know, but something <laughs> had picked it up and it smelled like dog. You know, you, you can smell it. We still got it in a Ziploc bag. Wet dog. Wet dog, right. The nasty smell to it. Right. So, wow. but, Gene uh, Hudson is asking you, Tennessee, are you talking an actual giant? Actual giant. Now, now the, the lady that, you know, I, I know several people that, you know, can uh, channel. I know people that are you know, psychics that can, you know, all those type of people. And, uh, um, yeah, we're talking, he was a, the lady that went and visited him. Of course she ran off the first time and she laughed and laughed. I've got, it's on rumble. If you Google rumble, you Google giant. What is the, it was a reading for a giant on rumble. I've got all my notes there from that person that read it. But anyway, this was, yeah, a real man. He's a real man with real clothes and he's, uh, He's really tall, um, crazy tall. I'm gonna say above the trees. Yeah. And uh, he he exiled himself. I've got it all in that thing. He exiled himself. Um, there's something that he done. Now he's one. His name is a. Uh, we met Matt can uh, channel people, and uh, just recently, we've been talking to him, and uh, his name is uh, George. George the giant. <laughs> George the giant. Wow. <laughs> And uh, 
but he he's he's trying to break the chains of the lies that 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 that's keeping mankind and he's wanting to he want he wants information out there and he's kind of motivated me now scott is of the bigfoot that lives here in our area we didn't even know but we have we had him here as we made friends up in kentucky and uh and, but like i said we've been on this property almost 30 years and 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 the bigfoot's here they knew my father now i'm cherokee blood and they used to put rabbits in my father's my the the, the guy that lives the, the bigfoot that here his grandfather used to put rabbits in my dad's traps so wow. it will go along back we go way back with these with with this so with this you have runner. a lineage going on yeah 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 and uh and they um you know they're helping us understand they believe in jesus there's a whole lot of stuff that uh, i'd love to talk about and that's really i think you know, one of the main reasons I want to come on this show is I talk a lot in the chats and I know people go, what? That dude's crazy. Cause I can't, you know, I, I say it's not, it's not slow disclosure. It's slow absorption. And you got to be careful what you say because people just say you're crazy. And that's the end of it. They won't listen to you. And, I, and I'm not, I just want people to know some of the things that uh, we're learning and uh, you know, share, no, yeah, no, share that stuff. Not all Bigfoots believe in Jesus. But yeah. there's some that heard of his name and has stood up for him. You know, they learned all their lessons through the works of Jesus that they learned many years ago. Uh, yeah, but you know, we, you know, that's that's important. I mean, that's if you think about it, this giant he has exiled his family, and he's come up here. Now they live down. They live down underground, probably up there in Kentucky. Now, actually. Mammoth Cave runs all the way up to the North Pole, according to him. That's where he goes home to his family. So Mammoth Cave goes all the way up, underground, all the now, way up to the North Pole. Let's you know? clarify, and, uh, the giant is different than the Bigfoot. Yeah, a giant. Yeah, the giant is actually a man that wears clothes. Okay, a giant man. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and you know how it is when we talk about giants. How tall is the giant, roughly? As tall as your tall tree, you yeah. know, a hundred foot, hundred foot maybe. Wow, maybe a less, I, I haven't actually know. asked him his size, but yeah, yeah. fifty foot. I, well, yeah, taller than forty. Yeah, I would think so, but uh, I haven't seen him. Of course, we've just like I said, we've talked to people that have been able to read him. Um, Michelle, when she when she ran into him, uh, she you could you can listen to the audio recording. It's all there. I got it all packed up. Where she's kind of like, uh, she laughed. It scared her off, but she went back. She's a brave, you know. She does that. What you know, the people. Some people do that thing where they uh, they remote viewing. remote viewing. Yeah, that's she's good at that. <clears throat> and uh, so yeah, that's the giant. And like I said, the alien thing. I don't know what that beep 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 digital beep. It sound like a modem. Now, according to her, that was some kind of like mutant uh, government drone that just kind of brainless thing that floats around in the wood scavenger. You know, and I kind of, I don't know if you feel anything about that, but it's kind of like that's what she thought that was. And if it was uh, uh, connected to UFOs, it could have been like a probe. Yeah, I think it's, I think, I, I would say something like that, right. You know, that's what yeah. it feels like. 
Well, we've got this one video where we found how many abandoned nine. nine abandoned tarps up in our area, and now Michelle says that they, they they take helicopters and they drop off, unfortunately, mutant laboratory things, and a lot of them break their arms and legs falling um, in that area. I mean. I don't want to freak anybody out, but uh, you, yeah, a lot of people have heard about LBL in that area, and I do believe that there is a lot of bad things that are been dumped out there by experiments, according to what. And like I said, we did find these tarps that were abandoned out there, and, and we're talking a mile out of Kentucky hike into Tennessee, and it's not somewhere anyone goes. If you if I, if I took you there, you'd understand. Um, so the, the type of creatures and things in those areas. Um, that we saw three t that morning, there was a three toe print, you know, and Matt took a picture of it and he's like, what do you think about that? And of course I was aggravated because it didn't make no sense. I'm like, there's no ostriches out here. I think it's, I thought it was just dumb, but it was true. There was a three toe print. There was also a big print where something had stepped over our, our fire pit and it was a big, I don't know. I don't know how big that foot was. It's huge. 14, 15 foot, I guess. Wow. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> so lots of strange things out there in there in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Up there in Kentucky was, uh, I don't go up there anymore. I mean, I will. I try to go out there. I try to take people out there, but I can't get anybody to go with me. I don't know why. People say they want to go, but when it comes time to get there. <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> how about chicken? But uh, I'm sure I'll get some people out there. I think there's a lot of things to study out there, I would think. It's and like I said, right. yeah, we're kind of comfortable now. Uh, I've learned so much, especially from Scott. You know, he's like I said, he's a Bigfoot that he's he's here with a lot of his family. His family's here now. They're they're farmers. They're forest farmers. They they take care of the deer and the turkey. That's their, that they take care of them. They hurt them. They take care of them. They move them when the hunters come in. And uh, his family has been right here a long time. And some of, uh, some of the little ones that they're watching is actually some of the babies from Janice Carter's family. And uh, we had actually one of my, the, the friend that's in Australia, Chloe, one of our readers, uh, Scott, our Bigfoot went and visited her in a dream. And so she, calls me up the next day or, or messaged me up the next day and said, you guys got a family of Bigfoots out there? And I'm like, yeah, I think I told you this. And she's like, well, they came and visited me and they really appreciate what you guys are doing because we, we try to keep the hunters out and we try to, you know, take care of them. Um, so we try to protect them. So we, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, I can go into woods now because I don't have to worry about, it. I've got a giant and Bigfoot friend. I don't, I am covered. And, and Jesus. And Jesus, my wife wanted to make sure. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm covered. I'm covered. I've got, and I don't have. I don't have to have weapons. You know, it's wonderful. Now uh, the PTSD is gone. Now that we know that uh, we actually have friends in the woods, and that you know, physical and Jesus. So, you know, good on that. So but yeah, we've been a long. It's been a long ride, and I think in the last year, it's been just more and more information that I want to tell people about. You know. Now, do you plant crops for your friend Scott, the the, other, the Bigfoot family? Yeah, no. Um, 
We just started talking to them probably this year, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. Probably this year. Now they tried to, they, Scott tried to put his turkeys with our chickens, but we shot at, Matthew shot at their turkey oh, with a bow. You yeah. told me to shoot them again. Well, I know, but you weren't supposed to. <laughs> anyway, he shot at their turkeys and now their turkey, he said, and, and Scott, the Bigfoot says, uh, he says the turkeys don't forgive. And, uh, and so they tried to mix their, they wanted their, their turkeys to hang out with our chickens. You know, to be, you know, to help with us and them. Yeah. You know, it's really funny how they, they're the, you know, you know, I would, I would say the big, you know, people always ask the difference between Bigfoot and Sasquatch. And I didn't know this, but I've talked to Scott about it. Now, Bigfoots are more heart, more pure DNA. Your Sasquatches, they were mixed. They were kind of, they're kind of an ET mix. Bigfoot came from Atlantis. So that they can be, they're more interested in the Sasses are, are, are like tinkler tinkerers they like to they like to observe and look and think whereas uh, yeah yeah where bigfoots are more heart based they're, they're family based they they believe in you know they're more spiritual they stay strong in their spirit um you know and so uh there's a big difference so i'm always trying to make sure people understand the huge difference between a sasquatch and a bigfoot um and That's the dangerous good, good but yeah we've had uh we've had fun and we're still having fun <laughs> and uh, i would love to answer any questions because i know there's a lot of people in the chat and uh you know anything you know you guys want to talk about because like i said the topics go on and on and you know you know my i put in the chat a few weeks ago that my bigfoots walk through malls and uh, you know that mall incident down there. I'm still. I know. I know some. I know Grizzly might think it's a hoax, but I, I'm scratching my head because isn't that weird that I had talked about that? And I don't know. You know. The only reason and, I and we, we, we did is because I huh? have my date officers down there, and I oh, okay met with them uh, after the incident, and I made an announcement last week on the show. When I first saw it, and uh, and when the officers were leaving the mall, uh, somebody was recording the group of officers, and this is what was said: "Officers, what happened?" And he said, "Aliens." And he laughed, and it ran. And I said that night it was going to be a plethora of videos, and it happened. So yeah, yes, and uh, okay, and, and it, it true, turned out to right? be so. Yeah. But right. uh, it Thank was very you. interesting. I can tell you that much. Yeah. And like I said, they, they you know, our Bigfoots walk through malls. That's how they practice their abilities. They walk through <laughs> malls. You understand? Wow. I mean, that is not amazing. And so even though that that might be a hoax, the thing is, is it's something going there. There could be some comp there should be some coordinations, though, of what was happening there. So I'm just keeping my eyes open on that kind of stuff. Um. You know, Je Jesus taught the Bigfoots how to walk through hell, and hell is a vacation spot for them. They love going there. There's all these glowing creatures, and uh, they told us about the food they eat down there and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, they got algae that heal you. Yeah, they got algae. They're they're very rapid at healing. And if you read that document, that Miller document that uh, Val had the other night, which I posted out there. They're, you read that document, he tells you that they're very fast self-generating. You know, in that Miller document, he went out to investigate one of the Bigfoots, and he was pretty mad because 
the Bigfoot was coming back to life and they said he was dead and they do regenerate. They actually use this algae stuff. That's down. Basically they, they consider hell a place that what we would consider hell, but it's actually, it's not fire. It's, it's just full of all kinds of creatures that glow ET stuff and all that kind of stuff. So a normal person would be freaked out there. Um, but if without fear, you can, it's a playground. I mean, think about it. If you're able to lose your arm and then put it back on with some algae and you didn't felt no pain, didn't hurt, and you realize your arm works, I mean, is that hell to you? Or is it just like, well, you got more of an understanding about your situation? Um, yeah, I try not to get too far what you call fantasy because everybody, half the people are going to say, man, I'm out of here. Uh, These guys are really jumping off the ship because, I mean, that it is slow absorption to – uh, for me, it takes time to even put this stuff in your head and try to make sense out of this stuff. Well, it's definitely very interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's fascinating. I want to talk about it. And that's the thing is, is, so does George and Scott. You know, they really, they really do believe that humanity is tied up in lies and they're, they're over it. They want these truths to come out. They want, they want, they want to get rid of the lie because the humans have been, the humans are, are chained. People are chained uh, by all these lies. And, uh, and, and, and I'm, you know, I, I'm with them. They, if they're willing to speak and come on the show, I know you've got like Jean down in there, Chad, if you can ever get her on the show, she's, you know, I understand that a lot of people do not want to speak, but that's why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I'm motivated by, by Scott and George. I'm motivated by, um, you know, trying to get break some of these lies, you know, that uh, are, have humans basically running in fear and, and 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 under control, which is you know, I think a lot of them are a lot of the stuff is being broke, but uh, so that's important. It's nice that you have made friends with them and you know them. Yeah, well, see. Like, I don't want to get too far into fantasy because, like I said, I start talking. See, Matt, he was able to talk. He started, he started channeling like trees, and it was wonderful stuff. We learned so much about trees; it blew my mind. And I, you know, I could do a whole show on just trees, especially you know, all we learn on trees is just wow. And the trees have all the history in them. One tree was telling us. I'm gonna just give you an example. I mean, I got videos. I can't put them on YouTube. They're unlisted because I'm. I don't want to, I don't want to put too much out because I don't know, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people probably hate me for saying the things I do or, you know, I, you know how it is. Um, but like one tree was telling us about how the people came through there and they even told us where there's probably a wagon wheel uh, that was that where the wagon had broke down. The trees know everything. And, um, and like I said, he started reading trees and um, and then and then over time, hey, you know, he eventually starts Scott, which was the Bigfoot. That's what you know what we call him. Uh, started that was exciting to actually start talking to Scott. Um, but we have like, for example, we have a potato that's in my fireplace room. It's in the dirt. Well, that potato was up in the garage. And we were drinking our coffee and the potato was complaining that it wanted to be in dirt. 
And uh, the potato's name is Mozart because he liked this song we were playing. Blinded by the light. Blinded by the light. <laughs> and so anyway, this potato's name is Mozart. Mozart go kart. Mozart go <laughs> Anyway, he, and the other day, we're down here at the house. And light language has no, you know, it has no distance. It just, you know, he, and so the potato's like, it's cold up here. And they got a sense of humor. Uh, you know, everything does. The trees have a sense of humor. It's really funny. And uh, so... I told him, I said, okay, we'll bring you down tomorrow. And he's he's loving it. It's just a potato in a bucket of dirt, as stupid as it is. But we've got close to it, you know. And we'll eat like a radish or something. And the radishes are laughing when you eat them. It's really funny. Sorry. You guys are going to say, okay, this guy's doing acid. They're out there. They don't, they're. And we know. We're freaking sober. Well, Kelly's a psychic, so she understands crazy. So (laughs) that's why, that's really why I wanted to come on this show because. Grizzly's wonderful at, at keeping everybody involved and, 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 and organizing all this. And so I was like, man, and I, I don't, I didn't, the Bigfoot communities have a lot of problems. And so over here, I was able to get away from, I've got, there's a few Bigfoot people in here, but you don't have a whole lot, but you got a lot more psychics and stuff and people that are intuitive and channelers. And so I felt a lot more comfortable coming here and being able to talk and, um, you know, I have invited a few of my Bigfoot friends to come to the show tonight because, you know, I'm sure they're going to be like surprised that I'm going to go out and talk, but I'm going to talk. But thank you. You know, well, the, Indian, yeah. the Native American Indian people believe that everything has a soul and everything knows things and trees are intelligent. I mean, a tree gives off red energy is what I see as a psychic. And mm. when a tree bends down, it'll, a branch hit you. It's the tree trying to give you a hug. Yeah, that's neat. We had uh, we had one tree, the muscadine. Be fine. I, I might make those public. <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> and now that I've come out, I could probably make a few videos public. But I got this one. We, we were moving a muscadine that had reached up and got that tree's limb. And the and we talked to the tree. He said, do you want that? And he's like, no, get them off of me. And the tree is, Matthew was hanging and pulling the muscadines. The tree was laughing, say harder, 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 pull it down. And uh, we just had a blast uh, with that tree. And the tree, you know, a lot of times we'll talk to a tree and say, you know, do you want that limb removed? And they'll say, please, I got one tree out here that wants us to take him down. He's done. He's an old tree. He's got a sense of humor. And he's like, I'm done, guys. And we're like. He's like the old fucker that just like goofing off. He's a goofer. Yeah, he's he's hilarious. But we're not going to cut him down. But he's like, I'm done. I want you guys cut me down. Use me. They love to be used. Trees love to be used, and they plants love to be used. Everything's got unconditional love. They 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 give themselves. Trees will give themselves to another tree. You know, one tree beside another tree, they will give their life so the other tree can have its roots. That's 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 the that's the you know when Jesus was out in the woods for forty days and forty nights, that's because he was out there with all that love. You know, all that love. I, I, that's what I believe. So you the know, question is, how do you tell a Bigfoot from a Sasquatch? Um, I can just give you their characteristics. I can't give you their looks. because, uh, But like I said, the only characteristics I would say, would, like I said, is the fact that uh, Sassies are, are curious. So they will... In your, they're in your business. They're, they're in your business. See, Bigfoot's believe in stay in your own business. You know how many times... If we talk to Scott... On a topic he doesn't like, he'll say he'll say it's none of your business. He says, "Mind your business." Mind your business. 
Now, Bigfoots are big about mind your business, take care of your family, take care of your, take care of your children. You know, their heart, their pure DNA, they're, they're, they're not mixed. The sassies, uh, since they, since they were mixed with ETs, they're more, they're more curious. So they're tinkiers. Uh, they get in trouble. They like to grab things and move it and change it up, change yeah. its form or whatever. Yeah. They like to play with their toys. Bigfoot's minds their own business. Yeah. And if they have a toy to play with, they'll play with it. Yeah. But they mind their business. But yeah, there's, that's the best way I can explain it. That's the best way I've figured it out from what we've you know, been told. Yeah. And um, they, they <coughs> take their, um, the, they don't take any human, like if they, if yeah, Bigfoot they, wasn't, the, Bigfoot won't take, take something from a man. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I mean, they don't want anything from men. They don't really, I mean, but if I give them, it's, it's, it's weird. Again, I try to explain that one, but that's a hard one to explain. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, what else, what are, you got more questions? Cause I, I love the questions. Cause, uh, I mean, I, I know we only have, I know you run a tight show, so. No, you um, did great. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me. Like I said, I, I've got a lot to say and I, and I definitely want to get it out there. And, um, Kath you know, is asking, do, do, do you think sassies travel differently than foot footies? I don't think so. I think they all, well, they, they basically, I know that I know our Bigfoot, he, you know, we're up in Knoxville, Tennessee. And my mother, my, my mother lives down in LLJ, Georgia. And we went down for Thanksgiving and our, and, and Scott says, Hey, you want me guys, you want me to uh, go with you? And we're like, sure. He run down to LLJ, Georgia. Now what he does is he, now this is, this is what we kind of understand. <coughs> There's a, we have a big green patch of trees. Now green, Evergreens are neutral energy. So if you're going to come and go from physical, do it around cedar trees or evergreens because they're neutral energy. And so this is what I believe. He he will be up there, but in his mind, he travels, you know, spiritually. He leaves his body and he goes. See, that's why they, they, they're not going to actually take their body along. That's the dumbest thing ever when you're traveling to take your body since, I mean, they know how to do it. And so he was coming down to Georgia and then we got down to my mother's house and I'm like, where's Scott at? And he had run into a dog man and they love running with dog men. They just love running with them because it's fun. Cause dog men, dogs are fast. And this doesn't mean they're enemies or anything. He just loved to run. He just loves to run. And he got to playing with dog man. He was late, but he came on, he eventually showed up and he was out in that area of, of LJ, Georgia, but that's how they travel pretty much. They, they, they kind of, they, they travel in spirit, you know, they, they go pure spirit, which means they basically leave their bodies. Okay. Right? That makes sense. So that's how they can walk through the mall. They practice that. that, that that's how they practice spirituality. Um, by, by, by the time a Bigfoot is two years old or two weeks old, they're already able to walk in hell. Wow. Oh, he's gone. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that well, was awesome. Thank I don't you. know what happened. I don't yeah. know either. But from coast to coast around the world, everybody, have a good night. Take have care. Have a good night, guys. Thank you very much.